Hello, fans, and welcome to This Day in Baseball, where we're going to bring you a full radio broadcast of today's game. And before we do that, I just want to thank Classic Baseball Radio, and there's a link in the notes where you can uh, check out their full channel. They have many, many great radio broadcasts. And while you're listening to today's game, if you want to check out much more about the game and the players, look on the links below, and you're going to see uh, links to player pages, the date the game happened, the year it happened, and the play-by-play. Enjoy the game, and check out the links while you're watching the game, and please don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that every time new content comes out, you're going to get that uh, firsthand. And thank you again for checking out this day in baseball, and enjoy the game. The Milwaukee Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers. This first playoff for the National League will be brought to you by the brewers of the original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. The beer with that great old-time flavor. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Tony Flynn speaking from County Stadium. Bob Pennigan will be along later. And for the American Broadcasting Company, we're set to bring you the action of the first playoff game. Ground crew here at County Stadium has covered the infield with a tarpaulin. It is raining in Milwaukee at the present time. The forecast called for intermittent showers, and uh, one has uh, come along just in the last three minutes and has chased some of the fans back onto the roof. How long a rain we'll have, how long a holdup we'll have before the start of the game uh, is a question at the present time, and we'll go along and wait till we get further word officially on it. Let's take a look at the starting lineups that will go into action for both the Dodgers and the Milwaukee Braves. First of all, the visiting Los Angeles Dodgers will have in their starting lineup in this batting order, Junior Gilliam at third base. At second base will be Charlie Neal. Out in left field, the lad has been having some good home run hitting lately for the Los Angeles Dodgers and has gotten quite a few of them in just the last couple of weeks. Wally Moon. In right field will be Norm Locker. Gil Hodges will be at first base. Don Demeter in center field. The catcher for the Dodgers, Johnny Roseboro. Maury Will, who's had pretty good luck against the Braves, incidentally, will be a shortstop. And the pitcher, as we start the ball game with the Dodgers, will be Danny McDevitt. In the starting lineup for the Milwaukee Braves, and uh, this has been somewhat of a problem for manager Fred Haney of the Braves, as he has had uh, a fair amount of injuries lately, Bobby Avila will lead off and play second base. Eddie Matthews. One of the Braves' power hitters will be at third base, batting second. Henry Aaron, out in right field. Joe Adcock will be at first base. Andy Papko, a real veteran of the National League, will be in left field. Johnny Logan at shortstop. Del Crandall behind the plate. Billy Bruton will be in center field. And the pitcher will be Carlton Willie. What picture does a barbershop quartet bring to your mind? Silk shirts, spats, and the good old days? Listen and see if it doesn't suggest something about good old-time beer. Original. It's original. Boom, boom, boom. Original. Original. And it's here. The original, the original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Yes, the original Pabst Blue Ribbon is here. Such a beer hasn't been enjoyed in America in over 50 years. Look for the special label that says, 
This is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Nature's choicest products provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and grains are used. Selected as America's best in 1893. No longer just the memory, but really here, the original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Enjoy that prize-winning Pabst flavor today. The ground crew standing right along the tarpaulin, along the first base line, but back about 20 feet from the first base line itself, waiting for instructions to take it up. The shower which fell seems to right now just about have stopped. It's still a very light sprinkle, but uh, this is the kind of rain that you can play baseball in without bothering anybody too much. Baseball is playoff baseball. The regular season ended yesterday, of course, and uh, no one... Um, was sure what was going to take place in the National League until late yesterday afternoon when both the Dodgers and the Milwaukee Braves had won their ball games and forced the playoff. The number of games which these teams won in winning a tie for the National League pennant this year and the right to go into a playoff is the lowest number which has uh, occurred. The previous low number for the games that won that uh, resulted in the win of a pennant or the share of a pennant was 88. However, both the Dodgers and the Braves came up with a total of 86 wins this year. And uh, there's been a lot of question, and uh, I think there's a fair amount of question all the way around on this as to whether or not uh, the number of wins was the effect of uh, strong competition in the National League, all the teams being fairly even, or whether or not the clubs did not play as tough baseball as had been played in previous National League years. It's a pretty tough question either way, and uh, I don't know who could answer it. The Milwaukee Braves got off to a fairly quick start this season and were out in front in the early part of the season. The Dodgers didn't start quite that fast, but the Dodgers have played very strong baseball in the latter part of the baseball campaign. As a matter of fact, uh, they've won 13 of their last 18 games from September the 7th, and that kind of baseball is the kind of baseball that put the Dodgers into a first-place tie with the Braves. The Braves, of course, were forced to scramble, as were the Dodgers, by the fine drive put on by the Giants earlier in September and in the later part of August, for that matter, when the Giants moved well out in front of their opponents in the National League and appeared like they were all set to have the World Series out at Candlestick Stadium in San Francisco. Unfortunately, the Giants uh, ran into some trouble in the latter part of the year, and uh, they were unable to keep it up. They lost two ball games incidentally yesterday to St. Louis and uh, dropped down to well below the top clubs. Their standings at the end of the season, three games out of first place. They complete uh, standings, final standings in the National League, uh, which are not really final until the playoff is over. Puts the San Francisco Ball Club three games out with a percentage of 539. Pittsburgh, the fourth place club, 506, eight games out. And then all the balance of the teams played under 500 baseball. Chicago, Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Philadelphia uh, finishing in that order with uh, the Chicago club and Cincinnati both winding up 12 games out of first place. We have had no baseball players on the field at the present time looking at the sky and against the stadium, trying to see how much it's raining. It's just a very light sprinkle. The Milwaukee Braves, whom are located in the first base dugout, are all inside the dugout. No one has stepped out. The warm-ups have been taken by the two starting pitchers, Danny McDevitt, who will go for the Dodgers, and Carlton Willey for the Braves. However, the ground crew here has covered the infield with the canvas, a polyethylene-type canvas, which uh, is very light and goes on quickly. And they're going to keep it there until, uh, I would imagine, now until... Um, the Braves tell them to take it off. 
Once the ball game goes into the hands of the officials, of course, then the umpires make the decision as to when the field is to be uh, cleared of ball players, when a game is to be stopped, and when it is to be resumed. Game time is scheduled for about 1.25, and we still have a couple of minutes before that time, so we may go at the right time um, as the game was scheduled. The Milwaukee Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers playing in the third National League playoff in history. The last one was in 1951, as we mentioned earlier on our pregame show. That involved the uh, Giants in a very big ball game against the Dodgers, the one in which Bobby Thompson had a big home run that sprung him into national prominence and really bounced him up there. We could say this, that uh, here is the plan for tomorrow, and these teams will be playing out on the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Uh, they have uh, already named their probable pitchers for that ball game. Lou Burdett will be the likely starter tomorrow in Los Angeles against the Dodgers, while Don Drysdale is the expected starter for the Dodgers against the Milwaukee Braves. All of the players, all of the representatives of the club, the press and uh, newspaper men, the photo men who are covering the game this afternoon are carrying a little more gear than they normally do. They have full sets of luggage with them, and very shortly after this game is completed, there'll be a large migration out to Billy Mitchell Field or to uh, the Chicago Air Field, and uh, quite a few baseball people, players, uh, managers, uh, officials, fans, newspaper men, and so on, will be winging their way out to the West Coast to watch the final two games. Those who have uh, picked any type of odds on the three-game series between the Dodgers and the Braves have seemed to lean to the Dodgers with two of those games being played in the Coliseum where that short left field fence means that a player who can hit a high fly ball is the home run slugger. This has been somewhat of a problem in previous games. It uh, is a disadvantage to uh, some ball players they feel and has been, uh, I guess, a mental block judging from the comments of some of the pitchers in the past on working in the Coliseum. The Dodger pitchers, uh, from what they have said in recent interviews and so on, have overgrown the fear of the fence in left field and now go out and pitch just as they would pitch in any other ballpark and don't worry too much about it. However, it has uh, resulted in a few inexpensive home runs during the course of this season as it did last year. The uh, fact that the Dodgers will be playing at home is the reason I believe the odds have gone uh, to them, and it's not a very large margin. I believe uh, a quotation would be somewhere, if we can use the figure, which we probably shouldn't use, it would be somewhere near 6 to 5 or something like that, favoring the Dodgers going in. But uh, that, of course, uh, can't always hold true in baseball, being the game that it is. Sports is a matter of timing. It's when the error happens. It's when the base hit comes that makes the difference in who wins and who loses the ball game, and certainly not uh, necessarily whether one team is playing on its home field or not. There is an advantage to it, of course, no question about it. 1959 attendance here at the Milwaukee County Stadium was 1,730,815. Here at County Stadium yesterday, when they uh, finished the uh, season with their final game, they established an attendance record in the County Stadium of 48,642 fans. Equally large crowd out, of course, in Chicago to uh, watch what the Dodgers were going to do against the Chicago Cubs. And I can just imagine the number of people that they will put inside the Coliseum in Los Angeles when they get set to have that uh, series of playoff games there. Henry Aaron, who is currently hitting 397, as far as total bases are concerned, has 397 total bases. Only 11 players in Major League history have hit for 400 bases in a season, and Henry is shooting at that in this season if he can come up with those in the playoff games. Now, running over uh, who will be in action again uh, this afternoon and where they will bat for the two ball clubs, Avila will be leading off 
uh, for the Milwaukee Braves. Bobby is the player acquired by the Braves during the season. Eddie Matthews, a veteran at third base, who has perhaps come into his own more this year than in any previous year, will be at third base. Henry Aaron, who is uh, the player that perhaps uh, might have made the 400 hit this year, uh, percentage-wise, if he'd been able to keep going. Has dropped down to about 352, but that's a fine batting average uh, for any baseball player. He's having another great year, a fine wrist hitter. Joe Adcock, the long ball hitter, who had uh, quite an experience in Abbott's Field a couple of years ago with those home runs, will be at first base and batting in the cleanup position for Milwaukee. Andy Pafko, who's been around uh, Braves baseball for a very long time in left field. Logan at short. Uh, Johnny Logan has had a rather good year this year for the Milwaukee Braves, and the Braves almost lost him for the last part of this as the result of an injury uh, that resulted from an infection in his foot. Granville behind the plate, uh, Bruton in center field, and Willie pitching for the Braves, and we'll look over the Dodger lineup again for you and give you a little bit more on that in just a moment. What was so good about the good old days? Canoeing with your best girl on Sunday afternoon. The old open trolley cars, the long bicycle trips, and songs like Strawberry Blonde and Down by the Old Mill Stream and that good old-time Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Man, that was good. And it is good today. That's right, that original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer with that great old-time beer flavor is back again for you to enjoy. The original brewed just like the beer that won first prize at the Columbian Exposition in 1893. Just like the beer that everyone said was America's best. It's no longer a memory, but here today, the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Such a beer hasn't been enjoyed in America in over 50 years. Try it, and you'll agree with those old timers who said Pabst Blue Ribbon was best. And now, sitting down on my immediate left, Bob Finnegan. Bob, how are you doing? Fine, Tony. I just uh, came over from the television booth and uh, tried to gain some opinions of optimism about this ball game this afternoon. I, I should say, uh, looking up into the sky, that we've got a chance to play it. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion. You're a longtime Milwaukee resident. Uh, what do you think about this uh, cloud formation overhead? I would say this, we've had enough rain in the last two days, Bob, to last us all the rest of the fall. Uh, the intermittent uh, weather forecast uh, that we have had from Milwaukee called for showers. We've had tremendous rain here in the last couple of days. Uh, the forecast uh, last night called for weather to clear off in Milwaukee at about 10 o'clock this morning uh, for the temperature to drop and uh, for clear weather the rest of the day. I think they missed a little bit. <laughs> well, I guess we've got to give them that the edge and pick them the weather in the Midwest. That's a pretty tough job. Well, it, did you get a chance to look at the starting lineups? We've gone over those a little bit. I was just about to review the Dodger lineup. Maybe you'd like to do that, Bob. Well, there are a couple of very interesting uh, side stories to this uh, playoff series between Milwaukee and Los Angeles as we get ready for it today. This is the third playoff in the history of the National League, and on each occasion, the Los Angeles Dodgers this year and then the Brooklyn Dodgers in the past two times have been involved. And the Dodgers, I should say, are approaching this ballgame today with a certain amount of misgivings because they have been beaten in the other two playoff games, in 1946 by the St. Louis Cardinals and in 1951 by the uh, New York Giants with Bobby Thompson's historic home run. So the Dodgers come into the third National League uh, playoff series in history. They've participated in all of them, and they are 0 for 2. 
So they're looking for better fortune today. The crowd is, uh, for the most part, uh, back up under the upper deck, under the cover of that stand. And the rain is pretty steady at this point. Uh, there's no uh, fooling you about that. This is a steady rain. Incidentally, the Los Angeles Dodgers, if they should win this uh, series against Milwaukee and become National League champions, they would be the first team in the history of the league, as a matter of fact, the first team in history to go from seventh place to first place the following season. And the two teams, Los Angeles and Milwaukee, wound up the... Uh, 1959 regular season yesterday with the least number of victories for a pennant winner. Each team won 86 and lost 68, and the previous low for a pennant, pennant winner was the Detroit Tigers back in 1945 when they won with 88 victories. Those who have seats in the lower boxes seem to be occupying them, and there aren't many standing back for the cover of the upper deck, and it appears at this moment as if the rain has stopped. But it's a dark day, Tony, and it's still threatening. Yes, it is, Bob, and we might go through the officiating crew who will be working this ball game. We mentioned that Jocko Conlon will be the uh, leader of the crew, and he brought his crew out. He has, uh, we have a total of six umpires that will be working on this afternoon's ball game. And here is uh, who they are and where they will be located. At the plate calling the balls and strikes will be Jocko Conlon, very important task in this particular ball game. At first base will be Augie Donatelli. Gorman will be at second base. At third base will be Al Barlick. Along the right field line will be Bill Jakowski, and along the left field line, Dusty Boggess. They'll have a big job. They're equally important as the players are in this particular ball game and in the series, which is going to take place between these two clubs. Ballpark looks to be in beautiful shape. We have a nice crowd of fans, as Bob estimated a while ago, about 30,000 fans. It seems as though we might even have a, a little bit less than that uh, this afternoon, unless some more people come in before this game gets started. And, Tony, does it strike you at this point that you've done a day's work? Do you have that feeling just a little bit? <laughs> Not at all. I have a feeling of anticipation. I'm very anxious to see them get this game started. Bob, uh, I had a real interesting conversation with Whit Matthews on uh, the pregame show this afternoon and talking about the American League uh, club that is going to be in the World Series, the Chicago White Sox. He uh, said at that time that if he was to pick a uh, most valuable player on the White Sox club, he'd go and... Uh, and pick uh, Al Lopez of the Chicago White Sox. Now, you're located in Chicago primarily. Uh, how do the fans down there feel about those Sox? Well, they're pretty enthused about them. And here come the Braves on the field. Eddie Matthews going down to third base. Johnny Logan going to shortstop. Avila going to second base. Adcock to first. The outfield path going left. Bruton in center. Aaron in right. The battery, Carlton Willie. Six feet tall, 175 pounds, and his battery mate, the veteran catcher, Del Crandall. So despite some rain, which has delayed this game about 45 minutes, we're going to get it started up here at Milwaukee. The first of the three-game set, the best two out of three between Milwaukee and L.A. Now, ladies and gentlemen, from County Stadium, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, our national anthem.
it's batter up at Milwaukee. These two teams battling it out for the National League Championship of 1959. In the field, the Milwaukee Braves, two times National League champions in the last two years. And at the bat, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Milwaukee Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. The first playoff for the National League game is being brought to you by the brewers of the original Pat Blue Ribbon beer. The beer with that great old-time flavor. Willie is completing his warm-up tosses to Crandall. And getting ready to step up is Junior Gilliam. Playing at third base today for Los Angeles. Gilliam on the regular season hit 285. Gilliam hit 285. He batted in 34 runs. He had three home runs, four triples, and 18 doubles. He's a speedster and a left-hand batter. Third baseman Eddie Matthews in close in the bag. And Willie's first pitch is on the way, and it's a little bit high for a ball, and this one's underway. A one and nothing count for the Los Angeles leadoff man, Gilliam. The outfield is playing Gilliam straight away and especially deep in left. Path going left field is uh, way out there, which is unusual for a left-hand batter. The next pitch is strike call to fastball right down the pike, a beautiful pitch. But Gilliam can hit to all fields and is especially strong, punching the ball to left. He's a good bunt man, too, and Matthews, the third baseman, in close, just in front of the bag and about five feet fair, knows this. One and one pitch. Here it is from Willie. It's cut on and fouled back in to the upper deck behind home plate. And the count goes to a ball and two strikes. One and two count to the Los Angeles leadoff man. So the count is one and two. Pee Wee Reese down in front of us, the third base coach for Los Angeles, cups his hands and shots to Gilliam, says let's get one going. Fastball low, two and two. Even up count of two balls and two strikes. Gilliam has made Willie throw four pitches. He's the leadoff man. Two have missed. One has been a called strike, and he's fouled one off. Here it is. Cut on. Pop up toward the third base side. Matthews into foul territory. And he's got the first out. Matthews behind the bag by 20 feet, and just two or three feet from the first row of the box seats, makes the catch on the foul ball off the bat of Junior Gilliam. So there's one away in the top of the first inning, and here's Charlie Neal, the Dodgers' second baseman. Neal was born in Longview, Texas, makes his home now in Compton, California. He's 5 feet 10, 160 pounds, and on the season hit 284. First pitch into the dirt just in front of Crandall, the catcher, and it's a ball. 1-0 count. Willie takes a moment to rub the ball up out at the pitcher's hill. The outfield pulled toward left, very deep in left field with Tafco. Bruton over in left center. Aaron way off the line and right, giving him a lot of room down the line if he should punch one. Ground ball toward the second baseman. Off his forearm, Avila cannot make the play, and it looks like it'll be a base hit. Back of the bag at second. 
It's a hit. A hard hit ball through the box that Avila, playing towards second base, was able to get to. He attempted to make a backhand pickup, failed when the ball skipped into his forearm and out into the grass in short center field. It's a base hit. That's the first one of this 1959 playoff series. Here's Wally Moon, the number three batter in the left fielder. Left-hand swinger. Teammate Neal is at first base. Outfield straightaway and deep. Infield swung toward the first base side. Willie looks. He fires to the plate. It is just outside for a ball. Neal at first base. Fakes a move to second, then gets back to the bag after the pitch. Willie peers down at Crandall for his sign. One and all the count. There's a lead by Neal at first. A pretty good lead. There he goes. It's swung on. A hit and run. The bat flies further than the ball. Willie plays it to first base for the out. And on the play, Neal goes to second. On the hit and run, Moon was committed to swing. The pitch was outside and may have been, in fact, a pitch out. Moon half threw, half swung his bat at the ball. The bat sailed toward the second base, past the pitcher's hill. Willie came on from the pitcher's hill in front of it and threw him out. So it's pitcher to first base for out number two. And Neal moved from first to second on the play. So there are two down in the top half of the first inning. And the Los Angeles right fielder, Norm Larker, another left-hand batter, is standing in. Larker hit 281 in the regular season. Willie looks at second, fires to the plate, and misses just outside with a low fastball. So it's 1-0 to Larker. Outfield, a little bit toward right, shading this left-hand swinger toward the right field foul line. Two down in the top of the first inning. Game delayed 45 minutes by rain here in Milwaukee. Willie checks the base runner. The shortstop Logan cuts over, then back. It's swung on and missed for a strike. That makes it one and one. Ball one, strike one count. The first baseman, Joe Adcock, is back on the right field grass down the line. He's playing this fella plenty deep back of that first base position. All right, Willie. With his gloved hand on his knee, peers down with a sign from Crandall. One and one count to Larker. The pitch is a strike call. <laughs> one and two to Larker. Willie fired the fast one right down the pipe. Larker took it. Neal takes his lead at second, makes it a short one this time. Now he edges away from the bag as Willie peers down for the sign. Larker had trouble with Braves pitching this year, hitting it for only a 190 clip. The stretch and the pitch. He takes a half swing on a sinking pitch. Didn't go far enough around, and it's a ball, evening the count at two and two. Willie took a little bit off his curveball. He dumped it in low, changed the speed up on a little bit. He tempted Larker, but he held off in time, and it's a two and two count. All right, Willie on toes the rubber, ready to go again. Two and two pitch, being readied with two out and the man on second. It's low and on the outside for a ball. And Larker has taken Willie to the full count of three balls and two strikes. The first man up, Gilliam fouled out to Matthews at third. Neal beat out a hit back of second. Moon bounced out to the pitcher. Neal going to second, and that's where he is now with two down. 
All right, Willie's taking plenty of time. It looks like he may have waved one off. All right, the stretch and the three and two pitch. Here it is. It is cut on and fouled back a home plate off to the first base side. And the count stays at three and two as Carlton Willie, Milwaukee's right-hander, gets a new baseball. So Larker has made Willie throw a considerable number of pitches. A three and two count still up on the board. Willie goes for the rising bag. This has all the chips in the National League riding on it today. The first game in a best of two, best two out of three series. All right, Willie, ready to go again. Off at second is Neal. Pretty good lead. Here it is. Three and two. Cut on line drive. Into right field. A base hit. Here he comes around third base. Aaron bobbles the ball in right field. And Neal scores standing up. The throw comes into Avila at second. And Larker has driven in the game's first run with a hot line shot into right field. So Los Angeles breaks in front today in the top of the first inning. One to nothing. An infield hit by Neal. Moving to second on an infield out and being driven in by right fielder Norm Larker's line hit to right field. That brings up Gil Hodges, the first baseman. Here's Hodges. Gill is up there with two away and a runner at first base. Norm Larker with the run batted in. Los Angeles one, Milwaukee nothing. Top of the first. The first pitch, low bridges in. A high inside fastball, and Hodges was forced to hit the dirt on that one. It's ball one. So the count goes to ball one and no strikes against Hodges. Runner at first base, Norm Larker with a toe on the bag. Holding against him is Joe Adcock. Outfield to the left and deep. All right, Hodges waits. Here's the pitch from Willie. Curveball, strike. Caught the outside corner with a good breaking pitch. And that takes the count to one and one. Hodges this year hit 274 on the season. But against the Braves, he was good enough to bat over 300 in the games, 323. All right, runner off at first, one and one pitch. Curveball again, backs him away and stays inside for a ball, so it's two and one. And there's no doubt about what Hodges is being fed this afternoon. That's the breaking stuff. The on-deck batter is Don Demeter, the center fielder. All right, Larker edges off at first base. Hodges waits for Willie's pitch. The count two and one. Here it is. Fastball cut on and fouled back into the screen. He got a small piece of a fastball that was good enough to take off. You could see it from here. So it's two and two to Hodges. One to nothing Los Angeles. Two hits in the first inning off Willie. A hard shot through the box on the ground. A hit back of second. And line single to right. All right, there's the stretch by the Milwaukee right-hander. And the pitch to Hodges. Change-up curveball misses outside. And it's three and two. <laughs> Willie came down the hill just a couple of steps to look in at Jock O'Conlon as if to register a mild complaint about the call on that pitch. And so Willie has gone to the full count against Hodges as he did against Larker just before Larker singled to right to drive in the game's first run. Here it is. There goes the runner. It is low and outside for ball four. 
and Hodges gets the walk. It puts Los Angeles runners at first and at second with two away and brings up the sixth man to bat in the inning, Don Demeter, the center fielder. Demeter was a 257 hitter on the season, and he held his average against Milwaukee, hitting 258. So the base runners are Larker at second, Hodges at first, two away, Demeter the batter. Los Angeles leading one to nothing in the top of the first inning under dark skies with the lights on here at Milwaukee. Willie fires, it is cut on, fly ball, center field. Billy Bruton drifting back, he waves Pafko off, and he takes it about 15 feet in front of the center field fence. So that retires the side, and in the top of the first inning for Los Angeles, one run on two hits. There were no Milwaukee errors, and two were left on. And the score at the top of the first inning is Los Angeles 1, Milwaukee coming to bat. Let's try some of that prize-winning Pabst Blue Ribbon beer flavor and see how good the good old days really were. McDevitt fires the first pitch into Avila, the Milwaukee leadoff man, and he goes for it, missing for strike one. Danny McDevitt, the Los Angeles left-hander, 5 feet 10, 175 pounds, won 10 games and lost eight this year for the Dodgers. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Avila. He swings and misses. Looked like he went for a bat one that time. It was a little bit low and uh, quite a ways outside. So it's 0-2. Avila, Matthews, and Aaron in the bottom half of the first inning at Milwaukee. Los Angeles won. The Braves nothing. McDevitt is pitching against Willie. All right, McDevitt takes plenty of time. Here's the 0-2-er to Avila. And it low bridges him. Down he goes. Over his head, ball one, strike two count. Well, it begins to look here in the bottom half of the first inning. After Hodges was uh, decked, and now Avila, like it uh, isn't too sound advice to get too firmly dug in up there. Sidearm fastball, bounced down to the shortstop. Wills, he bobbles it, picks it up, throws, it is out of first base. Avila is out at first base and Wills quick recovery at shortstop. A grass cutting ground ball down to the shortstop which he bobbled but picked up in time to throw to Hodges at first base. And it's one away. Brings up Eddie Matthews. The third baseman. He swings at the first pitch a change up curveball and misses for strike one. Matthews on the season had 16 doubles, 8 triples, and hit for the circuit 45 times to lead his club. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball cut out and fouled back into the screen behind home plate. And in fact, sails right into the television booth, which we occupied a little while ago with George Cal. And the ex-American League third baseman stood up in yeoman-like fashion and made the catch with one hand. a boy, George. They've got George uh, talking and fielding today, Tony. So the, so the count is 0-2 to Matthews, the Milwaukee strong boy. And here's McDevitt's pitch. It is cut on and missed for strike three as he went for a fast-breaking outside curve. And that is the game's first strikeout. 
So there are two away as Avila bounced out to short on a close one. Matthews is a strikeout victim. And here's Hank Aaron. And what a hitter this fellow has been. Aaron closed the season to lead all major leaguers at 355. He had 39 home runs and against his opposition today, the Los Angeles Dodgers, he hit even better, 372. First pitch right across his eyes for a ball too high. Aaron had 45 doubles, 7 triples, and 39 home runs in his 355 percentage. He's batting in the number three position, reserved for the team's most consistent hitter as a rule, and certainly in this situation that rule applies. The outfield just about to the wall, fastball low and inside. That makes it two and nothing. The left fielder, Wally Moon, is just about on the dirt track in front of the left field screen. The center fielder, Don Demeter, is only about 20 feet in front of the wall. And the right fielder, Larker, pulled over and deep. Sidearm pitch misses outside. And Aaron is being treated very cautiously here in the first inning. McDevitt is going to feed him nothing too good. A three and nothing count. And Aaron, as he has proved, is not the kind of batter who will go for the bad pitch on many occasions. He misses outside with a change-up fastball. And it's ball four. Aaron gets a walk. He becomes Milwaukee's first base runner. And that brings up Joe Adcock, the first baseman, batting in the cleanup position. the big fellow when he comes up there he strikes fear into the hearts of pitchers six feet four inches tall 220 pounds Louisiana born on the season Adcock five points under 300 teammate at first is Aaron with a short lead McDevitt into the stretch motion the outfield deep to the left the infield to the left side as well the first pitch is low for a ball Adcock hit for the circuit 25 times this year to be the number three man in that department behind Matthews and Aaron. A strike on the inside corner just above the knees. And Adcock looks in the direction of Jock O'Conlon, vacates the batter's box and goes back to knock the dirt out of his spikes. Now he stands back ready. Gil Hodges straddling the inside corner of first base, holding against the runner down there, Aaron. Third baseman Gilliam deep behind third. The shortstop Wills almost on the left field grass. Here's the pitch. He cuts and misses for a strike. A pitch low and on the outside. Probably good enough to be called a strike. He went for it and missed. Ball one strike two count. McDevitt naturally trying to keep the ball away from the pull power of this fellow. One and two the count. Here it is. Adcock takes. And it misses for a ball. That makes it two and two. The first man up, Avila, bounced out to short. Matthews struck out. Aaron was walked on four pitches. And Adcock is up there with a two and two count. Los Angeles leads one to nothing. Bottom of the first. Here it is. Adcock swings and misses for strike three. And McDevitt records two strikeouts in the bottom half of the first inning. The totals, no runs, no hits, no Los Angeles errors, and one man via a walk left on. So the score at the end of the first full inning of play is Los Angeles 1, Milwaukee nothing. 
The first batter in the late top half of the second inning will be the Los Angeles catcher, John Roseborough. LA 1, Milwaukee nothing as we go to the second here at County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Carlton Willie, the pitcher, he gave up a run on two hits in the first inning. And now he starts with the number seven man in the order, the LA catcher, Roseborough. Roseborough hit 234 on the season. He's waiting for the first from this left hand batter. He takes one a little bit on the outside for a ball, ball one. Outfield once again straight away. Willie is fast, and even the good full hitters are very likely to hit him to center or left. Speaking of the left-hand batters, fastball called strike as Jocko Conlon raises his right fist into the air, and it goes to one and one. Ball one, strike one count. Third baseman Matthews playing close at the bag. Here's the pitch. Cut on. Fouled back into the upper deck behind home plate. And it's a ball and two strikes against Roseboro. One to nothing Los Angeles in the first of this best two out of three game series for the National League pennant. The two teams are slated to fly to Los Angeles after the game today to play an afternoon game tomorrow and if need be on Wednesday the same thing. All right, Willie rocks into the motion. One and two to lead off man Roseboro in the top of the second. High for a ball. That makes it two and two. All here. All here. Two balls and two strikes. The on-deck batter is the shortstop. Maury Wills. All right, here's the pitch in to Roseboro. He cuts and misses for strike three and a fastball, a good one, right down the pipe. So that makes it one away, and Willie chalks up his first strikeout. They'll go against one walk and two hits. Here's Wills, who batted 266 with the club this year, but against Milwaukee, hit 346. Left-hand batter stands deep in the batter's box. The outfield shallows up for him. He's not a long ball hitter. Fastball cut on and fouled into the screen back of the plate. And the count is 0 and 1. The catcher for Milwaukee, Del Crandall, waves out to Aaron in right field and pulls him around toward right center. I imagine he is calculating that Willie's fastball is coming in there pretty good today and they might be swinging late on it. There's the fastball and it hangs high. And the count goes to one and one. Ball one, strike one count. Maury Wills, Los Angeles shortstop, batting with one away in the top of the second. Eddie Matthews almost in on the infield grass for this fellow at third base. He swings at the fast one and misses, and it's one and two. One ball and two strikes to Wills. Willie into the motion again. Here it is. He catches the outside corner for call strike three. And Wills is caught looking at a good one. So it's two strikeouts here in the second inning for Willie. And it brings up the Los Angeles pitcher, Danny McDevitt. The third playoff in the history of the National League beginning today here at Milwaukee. Los Angeles has been in the other two. 
both times unsuccessfully against St. Louis in 1946 and against the New York Giants in 1951. All right, McDevitt's the batter, another left-hand swinger. Willie fires the first one down the pike. He swings and misses. Strike one. <laughs> Willie's fastball here in the second inning. Looking putty hot. All right, the right-hander rocks into the motion. Deals one off, and it is strike two called. And there's nothing better that this pro Milwaukee crowd would like to see here in the second inning than Willie striking out the side. He got the first two on strikes. Roseboro and Wills, and he's working on McDevitt, 0-2. Here it comes. Cut on and missed for strike three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. And the score at the middle of the second inning is Los Angeles 1, Milwaukee nothing. The first hitter for the Braves in the bottom half of the second inning will be the veteran National League outfielder Andy Pafko. The kid from Boyceville, Wisconsin. Papco hit 223 on the season, alternating in the outfield. McDevitt fires. Papco swings. A line shot to center field. Don Demeter comes in, and he grabs it right about knee high. Demeter, just before he made the grab, Tony, looked like he might have slipped just a shade on that slick grass. What do you think? It could possibly be a little soft because of the heavy rains we've had here in the last two days. And incidentally, Bob, we might point out that just now it has started to sprinkle again, and some heavy cloud cover is starting to move in from the west. Yes, sir, and you are indeed right. Many of the fans in the lower deck boxes heading for cover again. Here's the pitch to Johnny Logan, the Milwaukee shortstop, and he takes inside and low for a ball. One and all. One to nothing. Los Angeles over Milwaukee with one away in the bottom half of the second. Logan, the hitter, he pulverized Los Angeles pitching this year for a 444 percentage and wound up with a 289 on the season. The next pitch on the outside makes it two and all. Johnny Logan, born in Endicott, New York, makes his home here in Milwaukee now. Looks at a sidearm pitch that comes in low for a ball. That makes it three and nothing. Logan is 5'11", 186 pounds. He improved on his batting average this year against 1958. In 58, he hit for 226. This year, 289. There's the pitch, and he takes four bad ones in a row. And Logan gets a walk with one away. And here's Del Crandall. Here's a great man to have behind the plate on your ball club. He can really run that team. Crandall hit 256 on the regular season. One away with the teammate Logan at first. The outfield shaded toward left considerably. Sidearm fastball to cut on. Hard shot. Past the shortstop. Into left field. It's a base hit. Logan holds up at second. Here's the throw into second to Avila. And Logan hustles on back to the bag. So that's the first hit off McDevitt. Logan moved to second. Crandall is on at first with the line shot. And it brings up Billy Bruton, the center fielder. And a right-hander begins to warm up in the center field bullpen for the Dodgers.
Billy Bruton, a 293 hitter on the 1959 campaign, which ended yesterday. Left-hand batter, teammates at first and at second. Logan at second, Crandall at first. Here's the pitch to Bruton. He takes high for a ball. One and oh count to Bruton. Tying run at second, lead run at first. There's one away in the bottom half of the second. Los Angeles leads one to nothing. Here it is to Bruton. He swings. There's a bat handled hit in the center field. Here comes Logan around third. He's going to score. The throw is into the shortstop. And it's a tie ball game. game here at Milwaukee is all knotted up in the bottom half of the second inning. Logan walked with one away, moved to second on Crandall's hit to left, and scored on Bruton's single to center. And that brings up Carlson Willie, the Milwaukee pitcher. And the right-hander out there, Sherry, begins to throw hard for Los Angeles. up there. There's one away. Let's see if he may be attempting to move those runners along. McDevitt throws. He's swinging away and he takes the first one inside for a ball. One and all. Each team has a run on two hits. Los Angeles scored first in the top of the first inning. Milwaukee has just tied it here in the second. Willie with the ball one count. Crandall at second. Bruton at first. Here's the pitch. Sidearms him and it hangs high and outside for ball two. And over to talk to McDevitt comes Junior Gilliam from third base and out to talk to him comes the catcher Roseboro. It may just be that Gilliam and Roseboro have an idea that they should give Larry Sherry in the center field bullpen as much time as possible to warm up. Gilliam continues to talk to McDevitt, and the crowd begins to get on him. And here comes Alston. Here comes Walter Alston out of the third base dugout. And out in center field, beyond that center field wall, Sherry, the young right-hander, throws hard. So out of the pitcher's hill at this moment is manager Walter Alston with Roseboro, the catcher, first baseman Gil Hodges, and McDevitt, whose fate in this ballgame hangs in the balance. Well, now that we have a moment, let's bring in Tony Flynn as Jocko Conlon signals for the new pitcher, Tony. Well, certainly they got to this pitcher very well in this half inning as uh, every batter up for the Braves here in the bottom half of the second hit the ball well. Pasco, who led off, hit a solid line drive uh, on the first pitch, although it was right to the center fielder, but he met the ball very well. Uh, Right about then, McDevitt seemed to lose control entirely and threw five straight pitches that failed to catch the strike zone. Uh, among those five, uh, four to Logan, which put him on first base and got things started here. Crandall got a hold of his line drive uh, very well that he drove out there to left field to move Logan down to center field. And right now, coming in from the bullpen is Larry Sherry and the motorized transportation provided by the Braves here at County Stadium. So on the second inning of the first playoff game in the National League, the Dodgers have been forced to use a number two pitcher, and they're bringing in Larry Sherry. 
Well, Sherry is going to take over from McDevitt now. Sherry on the season appeared in 22 games. He started nine and completed only one. He pitched 86 and two-thirds innings. He gave up 71 hits and permitted 27 runs to score. He's got a good earned run average, 2.38. His one and lost record on the campaign is six and two. So Sherry gets his warm-up tosses in, and the situation is this at Milwaukee. There are runners at first and at second, and the score is all tied at one and one. Milwaukee has base runners at first and at second. Crandall at second, Bruton at first, and Willie is the batter. What was so good about the good old days? Well, here's one answer. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. The original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer with the prize-winning flavor. Selected as America's best in 1893. No longer a memory, here for you to enjoy today in original Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. All right, Sherry takes over the pitching duties from McDevitt, and Willie stands in. The base runners begin to edge away. Sherry, a Californian, born in Los Angeles, makes his home now in Pueblo, Colorado, born in 1935, which makes him 24 years old as he takes over today. All right, runners away. Here's the first pitch to pitcher Carlton Willie. And it takes the count with a call strike to two and one. McDevitt having left with two balls against Willie. So it's two and one to Willie. The outfielders in right and in center are shallowed up a little bit. We have a steady but light rain falling at this moment. The left fielder Moon fairly deep. Sherry peers down for his sign. The runner's away at first and second. Here it is. Cut on and fouled into the upper deck behind home plate. And the count goes to two and two. So Sherry in two pitches has come even with the batter. Taking over with a two and oh count. It's now two and two. The lights are on here at Milwaukee. They were turned on for the beginning of this game, which was delayed about 45 minutes by rain. All right, Crandall edges at second. Bruton off at first. Here's the two and two pitch to Carlton Willie. Curveball high makes it a full count of three and two. The lead run at second base. And here come the Milwaukee fans with some noise. Sherry checks the runners. Here it is. The three and two pitch. Cut on. Ground ball. The shortstop wills. He bobbles it. They're safe all around. ground ball down to the shortstop Maury Wills and he was just too anxious to find the handle he grabbed at it before the ball got there it hit his glove and bounced to his feet and the bases are loaded Crandall at third Bruton at second Willie's safe on the error at first and the batter is the leadoff man Bobby Avila who is looking for his first hit against Los Angeles this season he has been to bat eight times against them without a hit 
In the first inning, he bounced out to the shortstop on a hard hit ball. The rain continues to fall and just a trifle harder than a few moments ago. Bases loaded. First pitch to Avila is a strike call as he gets the inside corner just about belt high. A right-hander begins to warm up in the bullpen for Los Angeles. All right, the sack's loaded. A tie game. There's the pitch. He swings. Ground ball. To the shortstop. The play to second. He's got him. A run scores. Throw to first. It is safe at first base. Crandall came in to score from third. On the fielder's choice, going from the shortstop, Wills, to second baseman, Charlie Neal. The throw to first base was too late to get Avila, and that leaves runners at first and at third. And Milwaukee goes ahead in the second inning, two to one. The batter is Eddie Matthews. He struck out his last time against McDevitt. Billy Bruton, the runner, is at third base, and Avila is at first. Here's the pitch. It is a strike call, a curveball. They're two away. We're in the bottom half of the second inning. And the rain becomes even harder. And at this point, the thought comes to mind, will it have to be held up? Fastball sails high, and it's one and one. Well, at this point, you can just judge that this is a bad day in Milwaukee. Rain off and on, especially hard at game time. It led up for the game to be started 45 minutes late, and it's coming down again. Runners at first and third, edge away. Here's the pitch to Matthews. It's too close for a ball, two and one. Two runs have scored in this inning. On a walk, two hits, an error, and a fielder's choice. Milwaukee has two runs on two hits. Los Angeles, one run on two hits. All right, Matthews with a two and one. Sherry, the Los Angeles pitcher. Here it is. Caught on. Brown ball down to the second baseman, Neal. He's got it. The throw to first to retire the side. And so Matthews bounces out to end the inning. And the totals on the second for Milwaukee. Two runs on two hits, one error, and two left on. And the score at the end of two full innings of play is Milwaukee two, Los Angeles one. Jack O'Conlon, the umpire-in-chief today, has just finished conferring with the other umpires in the infield about the weather situation. The game is going to continue, but the rain is steadily coming down. Not hard enough to vacate the seats in the lower boxes. A great many people are still in them, mostly with rain coats and head covers, but they're hanging in. And into the batter's box to open the third inning is Junior Gilliam, the Los Angeles third baseman, against Carlton Willey. First pitch is on the outside for a ball. Milwaukee 2, Los Angeles 1. The first game of the 1959 National League pennant playoff series. All right, Willie into the motion again against Gillian. Junior swings. There's a fly ball to right field. Aaron coming in and over toward right center. He takes it for out number one. So there's one away in the third. This is Bob Finnegan at Milwaukee with Tony Flynn bringing you this first game and mighty pleased to be on hand for it. 
tomorrow afternoon from Los Angeles. These same two clubs will battle it out. Not looking for problems, but looking overhead. We wonder about flights to the coast, and there's no other way to do it for a game tomorrow. Here's Willie pitching to Charlie Neal, a ground ball foul of third. And it is strike one. So the day uh, will unfold for us this afternoon. And there's a great many things to think about. Most important of which is this game right in front of us with Neal batting. He backs away from a high inside changeup. That makes it one and one. Los Angeles scored first in the first inning on an infield hit, an infield out, and a single by Larker. Fastball high for a ball, two and one to Neal. Neal scored Los Angeles' run in the first inning. He'll be followed to the plate by Wally Moon. One away, top of the third. Here it is. He cuts. There's a fly ball to short center. Bruton coming on. A long run. He can't get it. It falls just in front of him. Skips into his glove on one hop, and it's a base hit. So Neal is two for two today, and that's hit number three off Willie for the Dodgers. It brings up Wally Moon. WOKO Albany. The pitcher on a hit and run play on which apparently he was forced to swing by the call of the hit and run. He half swung, half threw his bat at the ball and was out pitcher to first, advancing the runner into scoring position. All right, Neal off at first. Here it is to Moon. Ground ball down to Avila. The plate a second for one. The relay to first. He is safe at first base. The throw was a little bit late and also pulled Adcock off the bag toward the plate. So it's a fielder's choice. They get the lead man for out number two, Neal. And Moon goes aboard on the fielder's choice. That brings up Larker, who drove in Los Angeles's run in the first inning with a single to right. Carlton Willie, the starter, and the present office holder for Milwaukee on the hill. Los Angeles replaced starting pitcher McDevitt in the second inning with Larry Sherry. All right, two down in the third for Los Angeles. Willie peers down the pike. With a short lead is Moon. Here's the pitch. Ground ball. Avila to his right. Tough chance. He can't handle it. Off his glove into short center field. Avila retrieves it and throws to second base. Moon moves on to second, and Larker is aboard with what I think will be a hit, and it is credited as a hit. Avila's had some tough chances today, Tony. Yes, he has. He has had to go extremely to his uh, right on a couple of occasions very hard, and two of them uh, have been a little hard to handle for him. That brings up the L.A. first baseman, Gil Hodges. Teammates at first and at second. Moon at second. Larker at first. There are two away in the third inning. Hodges, the last time up, drew a walk from Willie. The big right-hand swinger gets ready to look at some stuff from Willie. The runner's edge away at first and at second. Pitch to Hodges. He swings. Hot shot past Matthews into left field. Here comes the runner around third. Pasco's throw is into the infield, and Los Angeles has tied it up. Moon came around to score on the single to left by Hodges, and we have a brand-new ball game again. Los Angeles 2, Milwaukee 2 in the top of the third. 
Three hits in this inning off Willie, bringing the total to five. All right, the batter up there is Don Demeter, the center fielder. Teammates at first and at second again for Los Angeles. Two away. Willie into the stretch motion. There's the fastball. It's too close and a little bit low to Demeter, and it's ball one. Milwaukee sends to the bullpen to warm up the tall, lanky right-hander from South Bend, Indiana, Bob Rush. Larker off at second base. Hodges at first. Demeter waiting for the pitch. Willie fires it in. A fastball cut on and fouled into the screen back of the plate. And it's a one and one count. Los Angeles scored first to lead one to nothing. Milwaukee went ahead two to one. And L.A. has tied it up here in the top of the third. Los Angeles, two runs on five hits. Milwaukee, two runs on two hits. All right, the one and one pitch being readied for Don Demeter, the L.A. center fielder. Runners at first and second with good leads. Wiley Billy fires, and it, it goes off the bat of Demeter on a half swing. The count goes to one and two. Bounce foul toward the first base dugout. He wanted to stay off that one, but the ball hit the bat and skipped foul for a strike. This game being played in its entirety under the lights. They were turned on for the start. Two down in the top half of the third inning. Right-hander Willie gets his sign from Del Crandall. Runners away at first and second. Demeter waiting. Here's the pitch. Cut on. Ground ball. Foul of third. And it skips down the line toward the corner. The count stays at one and two. Ball one, strike two count. The infield playing back for the batter. The outfield shaded toward left and at medium depth. And that defensive alignment permits the base runners, Larker at second and Hodges at first, to get good leads. All right, Willie. Under the rubber, has his sign from Crandall. Here's the one and two pitch. It is cut on and fouled into the screen. Somebody up in the press box here at Milwaukee makes a futile grab for it. And the crowd enjoys it. Two away. The rain uh, slowed in tempo now, but still coming down. The crowd is uh, is looking behind home plate at the screen where the ball, the last foul ball, became wedged. One of the patrons reached up, jumped up, and got it, and gets a hand. One and two to Demeter. The base runners at first and second. Two away in the top of the third. Here's the pitch to Don, and it's just outside. It misses. Two and two. And you can see that Del Crandall is jawing. He doesn't like it. Jocko Conlon says, throw the ball back. He points to the pitcher's hill. Crandall didn't turn to face Conlon. 
but rather stood facing towards center field but you could see his head moving and Conlon stepped around to face him pointed to the hill and said throw it back two and two count to Demeter Randall thought he was out of the inning with that one all right runners off but first and at second Willie taking all of the time necessary. A big ball game. All right, here's the pitch. Demeter swings and fouls another one back. And this sails into the upper deck behind home plate. Gilliam opened this inning by flying to right. Neal single to center was out. And a fielder's choice hit into by Wally Moon. Larker hits to short center. And the Hodges drove Moon in with a single to left. So they're two on, first and second, two away. And the count two and two to the batter. Willie fires to Demeter. He swings. There's a hopper to the shortstop. Logan, he's got it. He falls, almost falls, and he can't get rid of the ball. A high chopper toward shortstop. Logan came in, made the grab. It would have been a very close play in any event. He tripped, did not fall, but did not throw either. So the bases are loaded. Demeter is given credit for a hit. The official score ruling that even had Logan played the ball cleanly without tripping, he would not have beaten Demeter to first base with a throw. So the catcher, Crandall, goes out to talk to Willie has a brief conference with him and comes back. The bases are loaded and Roseboro, who struck out his last time up, is the batter for Los Angeles. Larker at third, Hodges at second, Demeter at first. There are two away, and this ball game is a two and two game. So here's a big batter as Willie fires. There's a fly ball high to right field, but Aaron is coming in, waiting, waiting. He's got it for off number three. And so Milwaukee gets out with just one run against them and the bases left loaded. The totals on the third for Los Angeles. One run on four hits. There were no errors and three left aboard. So the score at the end of the top half of the third inning is Los Angeles 2, Milwaukee 2. What picture does a barbershop quartet bring to your mind? Silk shirts, spats in the good old days. We'll just listen and see if it doesn't suggest something about good old-time beer. Original. It's original. Boom, boom, boom. Original. 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 And it's here. The original. The original. Blue Ribbon Beer. Yes, the original Pat's Blue Ribbon is here. Such a beer hasn't been enjoyed in America in over 50 years. Look for the special label that says, This is the original Pat's Blue Ribbon beer. Nature's choicest products provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and grains are used. Selected as America's best in 1893. The original, get original, No 
longer just a memory, but really here, the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Enjoy that prize-winning Pabst flavor today. To open the bottom half of the third inning for Milwaukee, the Braves' great right fielder from Mobile, Alabama, Hank Aaron. The Major League's leading hitter takes the first pitch from Los Angeles' right-hander Larry Sherry on the outside for ball one. In the last half of the third, Aaron, Adcock, and Paff go in that order. Sherry fires again, and Aaron takes a little bit wide for ball two. Last time up, Aaron didn't get a look at, uh, I think he walked on four pitches, Tony. They pitch him cautiously, as you might expect. He drew a pass his last time up. Here's the pitch to him, and that one's down the pike for a strike, the fastball. The count is two balls and one strike. The Milwaukee leadoff man in the last half of the third inning. <laughs> the outfield swung way around toward left field and deep for Aaron. He takes the next one too close for a ball, and that makes it three and one. The left fielder Norm Larker is over in right. Or the right fielder Norm Larker is over in right center field, and there's a big hole if Aaron should poke one down the line. The left fielder, Wally Moon, almost to the fence. And there's the pitch to Aaron, and once again, Hank walks. Aaron draws another walk. That brings up Joe Adcock with Aaron, the lead run at first base. Adcock, his last trip to the plate, the big fellow struck out against McDevitt. Adcock stands deep in the box. All six feet four, 220 pounds of him. Outfield shaded toward left again. Not quite as drastically as for Aaron. Aaron takes a short lead at first. Here's the pitch to Adcox. Hit sharply to the third baseman. Bobbled, thrown to second for the force. The relay to first, double play. Adcox hits to the double play. From the third baseman Gilliam to the second baseman Neal on to Hodges at first base. The ball was a one-hop shot down to Gilliam. It was in his glove, popped up. He grabbed it with his bare hand, fired it on to second base. The relay nipped the batter, Adcock, and it's two away. The base is empty. Andy Pasco steps in. He flied to center his last trip. Pasco swings, and there's a sky-high pop-up. Foul of third. Gilliam down there, so is Roseboro. Look out, they collide. Roseboro holds it, but falls down. The ball actually was much closer to third base, but Roseboro made probably 70 or 75 feet of the 90 feet to third base in foul territory, made the catch, spun into Gilliam, and fell down holding the ball. So the totals on the third for Milwaukee, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left, and at the end of three, the score is Los Angeles 2, Milwaukee 2. Great little double play move that time by the third baseman of the Dodgers, Gilliam, who took that hard smash, let it pop out of his glove, recovered quickly enough to get the double throw over to first base for the double out. We're ready to go with the action in the top of the fourth, and here's Bob Finnegan. The leadoff hitter in the fourth inning for Los Angeles is Maury Wills, the shortstop. He was called out on strikes the last time up in the second inning. Carlton Williams, the motion, and here it is. He swings, there's a fly ball to left center. Bruton over there, so is Pasco, and Bruton puts it in his hip pocket for out number one. And due up is the pitcher, Larry Sherry. 
Sherry coming out to bat with one away in the top half of the fourth inning. Los Angeles two, Milwaukee two. We can see Dodger president Walter O'Malley sitting bareheaded next to the Los Angeles dugout down in front of us. We're looking for the team of Al Lopez, Bill Beck, and Chuck Comiskey of the White Sox, and I'm sure there's some place in these stands. All right, here's Sherry, right-hand swinger. Dodger pitcher number two. The first one to him is fouled back into the upper deck behind home plate. Strike one count. Los Angeles scored in the first inning and in the third. Singletons each time. Milwaukee scored a pair in the second. And we've got a tie game. Both teams would like very much to get off the, the first game jump. Win the first one before heading for Los Angeles tomorrow. Sherry swings and misses. And really spun around. He looked like an outfielder, Tony, going for the home run batting championship, didn't he? Some of those boys really wind up and go after him. So it's an 0-2 count to pitcher Sherry. He swings not far enough around for that to be called a strike and ducks under a high, hard fastball. Wound up in the seat of his pants and is up dusting his uniform off now. A great personality and the veteran National League arbiter behind home plate today, Jack O'Conlon, heading up a six-man umpiring crew at all bases and down the foul lines. Here's the pitch to Sherry. He swings and fouls another one back behind home plate into the upper deck. The game being played under a gray mantle of clouds at Milwaukee today. And just a little bit of a drizzle now. The weather situation has improved. It is still raining, but very lightly. Jerry swings at the next one, fouls it off the plate into foul territory. Crandall makes a one-bounce pickup and fires it back to his battery mate, Carlton Willie. A great Los Angeles shortstop, coaching at third base. When I say Dodger shortstop, I'm sure you're thinking of the Kentucky Colonel, Pee Wee Reese. Here's the pitch to Sherry. Misses outside. That makes it two and two. The leadoff hitter, Junior Gilliam, is on deck. These two teams tied up at two and two in the top of the fourth. Here's the pitch. Sherry swings and gets a small piece. Enough to raise its flight into the screen behind home plate. Jack O'Conlon calls time behind the plate to get a fresh supply of baseball. The outfield for Sherry is just about medium depth and pulled slightly toward the left field line. All right, Willie with the two and two pitch to his pitching opponent of the moment. It's fouled again back into the screen and Sherry is making Willie throw a lot of pitches. Danny McDevitt started for Los Angeles. He was taken out with one out in the second inning and relieved by the batter now, Sherry. All right, Willie would like to deposit this guy on the bench and get past him. Here's the two and two and it goes high, way above his head for ball three, three and two. That one looked like it slipped off, a fastball that took off and kept going and kept going. 
And Crandall had to come off his haunches quickly to bring it down. All right, Sherry waits. Here's the pitch to him, and it's a high pop foul out of play. And once again, that one pops onto the screen behind home plate. Full count of three and two for the Dodger pitcher. The leadoff man, Gilliam, the on-deck batter, is one away with nobody on in the top of the fourth inning at Milwaukee, and it's a 2-2 game. All right, here it is from Willie. He's cut on and fouled again. Tony, get out a new score sheet for foul balls. We're running out of space. He's costing us money out there. You know that, don't you? <laughs> There's a high hill down the right field line and out of the ballpark here at Milwaukee, which must be, oh, I should say, almost a mile from home plate. That hill, which uh, has a view of probably three-quarters of the playing field, is filled with people. Here it is. It is ball four, and he lost him. Tony, is that hill out there, uh, I guess about a mile away, it has that a name? Uh, I don't know if it has a name or not. It was uh, partially constructed by the Milwaukee Braves with the, uh, for the veterans who are at Woods Hospital, which is right over in that neighborhood. And a lot of the boys who have a chance to get away from the hospital come over and sit up there and watch the ball game. Pretty good sunshine spot for them in the summer. All right, here's Gilliam. Teammate at first base, pitcher Sherry. Gilliam has fouled out and flied out. The pitch to Junior, and he takes outside for a ball. One and nothing. So once again, a team has a chance with a runner on to move ahead. Lead run represented at first base. Gilliam waits for the pitch from Carlson Willie. He swings and there's a high pop-up. Back of the plate, Crandall and Matthews. Matthews calls and he takes it about five feet from home plate, straddling the base pass down the third base side. So that makes it two away. Leaves Sherry at first base and brings up Charlie Neal. After Gilliam popped out, WOKO lost the radio signal for the rest of the fourth inning. So we'll give you what happened in the fourth inning and then take you to the fifth inning of play. To end the inning for the Dodgers in the top of the fourth, Charlie Neal flied out to Pafco in short left field. And for the Dodgers in the fourth inning, they got no runs, no hits, there were no errors, and there was one man left. Before the bottom half of the fourth inning started, it stopped raining. Johnny Logan struck out to begin the inning for the Braves. Following the strikeout, Del Crandall lined a single to left field. Bill Bruton then forced Crandall at second base, Gil Hodges picking up the ground ball and throwing to Maury Wills for the force out. Then Carlton Willie, the pitcher, singled to center field, Bruton stopping at second base. However, the inning ended when Bobby Avila was called out on strikes. So for the Braves in the fourth inning, no runs, two hits, no errors, and there were two left. So at the end of four innings of play, the score is the Dodgers two and the Braves two. Now let's return to the radio broadcast from Milwaukee, where Bob Finnegan and Tony Flynn are on board again to bring you the remainder of game one of the best of three National League playoff series between the Dodgers and the Braves. Take the mic over, Tony. Sounds good to me. How about you? Let's try some of that prize-winning Pabst Blue Ribbon beer flavor and see how good the good old days really were. 
Well, we have a two-to-two ball game here at County Stadium as we go into the top half of the fifth inning with the Dodgers and the Braves in the opening game of the 1959 National League playoffs. Three games to decide who will take on the Chicago White Sox for the World Series battle. And uh, right now, you can't say either team has uh, got the best chance. They've been playing a real even ball game. Uh, Hits-wise, six for the Los Angeles Dodgers, four for Milwaukee. The original starting pitcher in the ball game for the Dodgers, McDevitt, has been replaced by Larry Sherry. While Carlton Willie, who started the ball game for the Milwaukee Braves, is still working the game. As the leadoff batter steps in on the top of the fifth, there again is Bob Finnegan. And to open the fifth inning for Los Angeles, it's Wally Moon. Moon, the left fielder, bounced out to the pitcher and hit a fielder's choice ground ball to the shortstop. Willie into the motion, fires one. It's a changeup ball that goes right down the middle for a strike. A beautiful pitch, the big full motion, and the ball steaming in at uh, half to three-quarter speed. So it's a strike one count. Here's the next pitch. It's strike two, the fastball this time. Willie goes out in front 0-2 against Moon. Moon, who led all the L.A. batters against Milwaukee pitching with a 395 percentage in the games between the two teams. Here it is to Moon. He starts to go for that one. Holds off. It's low for a ball. And Crandall almost fired it down to Matthews as he would have on a third strike. So it's a one and two count to Moon. Two to two game, all knotted up. Each team looking to go ahead. Here's the pitch, change up into the dirt this time. And the count goes even at two balls and two strikes. Moon is the first hitter in the top half of the fifth inning here at Milwaukee. Moon has been a big help to Los Angeles all season. Came over to them in a trade with the St. Louis Cardinals. Carlton Willie into the full motion. The slim right-hander delivers. There's a ground ball past the first baseman into right field. A ground ball single past the outstretched glove of Joe Adcock. And the leadoff hitter for Los Angeles goes aboard. And for the Dodgers, that's hit number seven off Willie. L.A. has two runs on seven hits. Milwaukee, two runs on four. All of the hits thus far this afternoon have been for no more than one base. Norm Larker was two for two. He's got two base hits and two trips as the batter. Left-hand swinger. First pitch is cut on. Fly ball straight away center. Billy Bruton coming in. Camped. He grabs it for out number one. And Moon holds on at first. Here's Gil Hodges. Hodges has been up twice. He's walked and singled to left. Just knocks some of the dirt out of his spikes and steps in. Born in Princeton, Indiana, not too far from Milwaukee. Down, of course, south of the city of Chicago. 6'1", 203 pounds. Fastball high but cut on and fouled back into the facade of the upper deck. And it skips back onto the ground, back of home plate. Nothing in one count to Gill. Hodges steps out of the batter's box and looks down at third base coach Pee Wee Reese and gets whatever sign is to be flashed. 
Reese, to our eyes, looked rather motionless, just clapped his hands together as if to encourage Hodges, and that's all. Here's the pitch to Gill. He swings, ground ball. And Matthews can't get it. The shortstop to second for the force play, and Hodges goes on in a fielder's choice. Matthews cut in front of Logan, tried to grab that one, but Logan made the play on a relatively slowly hit ground ball. His throw to Avila was in time to force Moon, and it's two away. Short to second. So Hodges is on at first with two away, and Don Demeter, who is one hit and two trips, is the batter. Right-hand swingers. Outfield shades him to left, the infield the same way. Here's the first pitch to Demeter. Swung on. Logan to his right. He's got it. Throw to second. Force play to retire the side. <laughs> so the totals on the fifth inning for Los Angeles. No runs on one hit. There were no Milwaukee errors and one left. And the score at the middle of the fifth inning is Los Angeles 2, Milwaukee 2. Markable new Schick. Three-speed electric razor. Set the speed. Set the hit. Get the shave that fits your face. And new top brass hairdressing for men that keeps your hair in place around the clock. Fight dandruff hour after hour. This is Bob Finnegan back at County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with Tony Flynn of Milwaukee. Tony, it couldn't be any tighter at this point, could it? No, it couldn't. The Dodgers scoring a single run in the first and another in the third. I've had men on base fairly frequently. The Braves mounted only one large offense, and that was in the, the second when they combined a walk, two singles, and an error to score two runs and momentarily take the lead. The Dodgers came right back to tie it in the top of the third, and it's been an even ball game since that time. We're going now to the bottom half of the fifth inning. Eddie Matthews in the batter's box. Here's Bob. Matthews is 0 for 2 today. The first pitch to him sails high, a fastball for ball one. Sherry came on with one away in the second inning in relief of McDevitt. And since that time, he has given up one hit. Two hits, rather, both in the fourth inning. Two to two game. Next pitch to Matthews is inside for a ball. And that makes it two and nothing. The outfield is playing Matthews very deep as well they might. And they are shaded toward right. Not too much, however. Matthews leading off the fifth. Swings and misses at a change-up curveball. And that takes the count to two and one. Two balls and one strike. Here in the fifth inning, it'll be Matthews, Aaron, and Adcock in that order against Sherry. All right, the right-hander delivers to Matthews. He swings a sky-high foul back of the plate. Out of play. And it lands in the upper deck right behind home plate. Eddie Matthews, the first batter for Milwaukee in the last half of the fifth inning. Matthews struck out in the first inning. He bounced out to the second baseman in the second. The third baseman, Junior Gilliam, way off the line at third. Here's the pitch to Matthews. Swung on. Fly ball straight away center. The center fielder, Demeter, slips. He can't get to it, but the left fielder, Moon, cuts in front of him and makes the catch. A fly ball to left center that looked like it might fall in. 
but hung high enough for the left fielder Wally Moon, fleet of foot, to get over to make the catch. So it's one away, and here's Aaron. Aaron has been up twice, but officially for the day has not yet been up. He's walked twice. Sherry's first pitch is a ground ball hit toward the second baseman, Neal. He's got it, throw to first, and there are two away. He beat Aaron by three steps. Neal was playing over towards second base for the right-hand batter, and he was right in position for that ground ball back through the box. That brings up Adcock. 0 for 2, he struck out and hit to a double play. 2-2 two to two game in the last half of the fifth inning. Here's the pitch to Joe, and it's loan on the outside for a ball. Los Angeles is out, hit Milwaukee, 7 to 4. But it's all tied up in the all-important run column. Adcock takes on the outside again, and that makes it 2 and 0. Two down in the fifth for Milwaukee. All of the scoring done in the first three. He takes a half swing and not far enough at a low outside fastball. And that takes it to three and all. Three and nothing count to Adcock with Pafko on deck. The National League champion Milwaukee Braves trying to repeat beginning today this best two out of three series. Strike called. High and outside. Adcock steps out of the box, comes back to Conlon says something then just stands next to him and knocks the dirt out of his spikes three and one all right here's sherry's pitch to adcock and he low bridges him ball four a fastball that looked like it got away sailed over adcock's head and he trots down to first base That's walk number two given up by Sherry. And for Milwaukee, that's their fourth walk this afternoon. is being lifted here in the fifth inning for Lee May, M-A-Y-E, a, -E, a left-hand batter. May on the season hit 223. All right, the left-hand swinger stands waiting for the pitch from Sherry. And cock on with two away, a strike called. May appeared in 49 games. He was at the plate 136 times and came up with 42 hits. In the extra base department, he had four home runs. Sherry looks out toward the scoreboard. Now he peers down for his sign. Conlon once again waves him ahead. Steps off and looks at first base. Now he's back on. Adcock goes back to the bag. Now he moves away. All this time, May, the pinch hitter, stands ready. Here it is. Fastball, high and tight for a ball. Makes it one and one. Eddie Matthews flied to center to open this fifth inning. Aaron bounced out to the second baseman. Adcock threw a walk. 
And Pasco is lifted for Lee May, a pinch hitter. The National League playoff game, the first in the best two out of three series. This one from Milwaukee, tomorrow from L.A. Here's the pitch to May. Swung on, line shot to short left field. It falls in. It's a hit. He golfed one out into left field. The ball fell about 10 feet in front of Moon, who caught it on the first hop. On the play, Adcock moved to second. That's hit number five for Milwaukee against seven for the Dodgers. And so Milwaukee has a scoring opportunity. In the first four innings, Milwaukee left five men stranded. Los Angeles, in the first five innings, has left a total of seven men on. All right, here's Logan, walked and struck out in two previous trips. And the crowd begins to get behind the hitter. Fastball just outside. Ball. One and nothing count to Logan. Logan on the year hit 289. He knocked in 50 runs with 17 doubles and 13 home runs. Runner at first with a big lead. Here it is to Logan. He reaches out for an outside fastball and fouls it into the screen. The count is one and one. Lee May in a pinch hitter's role, single to left. He's at first base with two away. In the last half of the fifth inning, Los Angeles and Milwaukee, two and two. L.A. scored in the first inning. Milwaukee went ahead with a pair in the second. Los Angeles tied it in the third. All right, here's the stretch by Sherry. The pitch is cut on and fouled, but held by the catcher. One and two. Ball one, strike two count. Right-hander Larry Sherry with the mound duties at this time for Los Angeles. Johnny Logan, the Milwaukee batter. Two away, runner at first, last half of the fifth inning. Here's the pitch to Logan. He swings not far enough around. He held off in time on an outside curveball. And the count is two and two. Two balls and two strikes to Logan. The first baseman, Gil Hodges, not playing the base runner. He's off in a defensive fielding position. And May takes a good lead. There's a ground ball down to the second baseman, Neal. He's got it to throw to first to retire the side. Logan is out by three or four steps. Second baseman to first to end the inning. And so once again, Milwaukee has left two runners aboard. No runs, one hit. No errors, two left. The score at the end of five full innings of play is Los Angeles two, Milwaukee two. Lee May, who singled for Pafco in the last half of the fifth inning, has gone into play left field in place of Pafco. And the outfield for Milwaukee now is May in left, Bruton center, Aaron Wright. The infield, Matthews, Logan, Avila, and Adcock from third to first. Carlton Willie, the starter and the pitcher now for Milwaukee. Del Crandall, Crandall the catcher. 
And the first hitter in the sixth inning for Los Angeles is the catcher, John Roseboro. Left-hand swinger and the first pitch to him is a little bit low for ball, ball one. One and nothing count. Roseboro's been up there twice. He struck out and flied out. Here's the pitch to him, cut on and fouled into the screen back of the plate. <laughs> and one of the members of a broadcast crew behind home plate reached out and caught that thing with a uh, fishnet that I think was designed, Tony, to catch whales. Designed to catch baseballs. Well, he wasn't taking any chances with the size of that thing. All right, one and one to Roseboro. It's low for a ball, two and one. Is that a regular occurrence? Is he uh, part of the... Uh... After Al Gillespie does the games out of the Milwaukee area very regularly, and they send these uh, baseballs autographed by the players to sick children in the hospital. Oh, that's wonderful. Two and one. Roseboro, the batter. Cut on. Fly ball. Deep right. Going, going. Aaron back against the fence. It is gone. A home run. Roseboro trotting across the plate, putting Los Angeles ahead by a score of 3-2. A terrific belt that must have traveled 375 feet from home plate. It landed halfway up the temporary bleachers deep of the right field fence. He really took it at that one. That's hit number eight, and Los Angeles now leads in the top of the sixth inning, 3-2 against Milwaukee. The hitter is Maury Wills, the shortstop, the first pitch strike call from Willie. For Roseboro, that's his 10th home run of the year. He hit nine in the regular season and really pickled that one for his 10th. Wills is 0 for 2. Here's the next pitch to him. A pop foul off the bat handle, wide of third, but into the seats. No play on it. Three to two ball game. Roseboro, the Los Angeles catcher, opens the sixth inning with a home run over the right field fence. Nobody out and wills the batter. Carlton Willie rocks into the motion. Here it is to the left-hand swinger. Fouled off again. A line foul into the seats between home and third base. So it's an 0-2 count to the L.A. shortstop. Fastball swung on down to Logan for Milwaukee. The flip to first in time, and he beats him by a step. Short to third, one away. And the pitcher, Sherry, is due to come out of the dugout, and here he comes. Well, Los Angeles has gone ahead by the slimmest of margins here in the sixth inning. On a home run by catcher Johnny Roseborough. And the totals now read Los Angeles three runs on eight hits, one error. Milwaukee, two runs on five hits and no errors. Los Angeles has left a total of seven men stranded. Milwaukee has had scoring opportunities, too, and has left the same number. All right, Sherry gets the first pitch from Willie, and he goes for a high one, fouls it off into the seats wide of first. Field is shallowed up, fairly deep in left with May, though. 
Sherry is a big fellow. He's 6'2 and 192. There's the fly ball towering high to straightaway center. Bruton under it, and he's got it for out number two. It makes it two away in the sixth and brings up Gilliam for his fourth trip. He's fouled out twice, both times to the third baseman, Eddie Matthews, and he has lofted one to right field, so he's 0 for 3. Two down, Los Angeles 3, Milwaukee 2. We're in the top half of the sixth inning, playing under the lights in a game delayed at the beginning by rain. Fastball called strike on the outside corner. This game slated to start at 1.30, got underway at 2.15 Milwaukee time. Held up because of rain, the first four innings were played in a steady drizzle. It is stopped now. On the outside with a change-up curve, one and one. Carlton Willie is held fourth on the mound for Milwaukee. Since the beginning, he was the starter. Manager Walter Alston of Los Angeles lifted McDevitt with one away in the second when he got into trouble and Sherry took over. Fastball, cut on, fly ball, sliced down the left field line. May giving it a chase. He's into the corner and grabs it. That retires the side. The totals, one run. On one hit, the homer. No errors, none left. The score at the end of the top half of the sixth inning is Los Angeles 3, Milwaukee you know, people are quick to recognize a real winner. And that's why so many men are now using top brass hairdressing. Here's why. Keep hair in place around the clock. Top brass for men. Top Brass, you get all the important things you've always wanted in a hairdressing. Top Brass not only keeps your hair in place around the clock, but at the very same time, Top Brass fights dandruff hour after hour. The secret of Top Brass's success? It's in the exclusive Top Brass combination formula that gives you a new kind of greaseless holding action never before in a men's hairdressing. Plus, built-in active medication to scientifically fight dandruff. So for hair that has a distinctively healthy, handsome look, get top brass for men. It's great. If there's been any pressure, it's certainly been put on by the Dodgers in the last couple of games. Yesterday, they won early against the Cubs, and the Braves had to play the pressure, and they're playing it right now with a 3-2 to two score in the past the midpoint in this ballgame. The Braves are going to have to get something on the scoreboard now or go into this second game of the playoff one behind. Bob? The leadoff hitter in the last half of the sixth inning from Milwaukee is catcher Del Crandall, and the first pitch to him is too close for a ball, ball one. Each team has had numerous scoring opportunities. As a matter of fact, Milwaukee has had at least one base runner in every inning through the first five. We're beginning the last half of the sixth now. Here's the pitch to Crandall. He swings and puts one on the ground to the shortstop. Wills the throw to first in time, and there's one away. A routine ground ball down to the shortstop, and Crandall is out, one down. That sends to the plate Billy Bruton with one hit and two trips. We mentioned that Milwaukee has had at least one base runner in inning. On the other side of the fence, Los Angeles has had a base runner in every inning, with the exception of the second, when Willie struck out the side. All right, Bruton, left-hand batter, Sherry fires. It's low for a ball, a curveball. 
Well, the appearance of this field in this stadium right now is certainly just like a night game. It's a dark day with the lights on. A line drive, and the second baseman, Charlie Neal, makes the spear of the ball, heading back under the right field grass and toward the foul line. That's two away as Bruton lines out to the second baseman. And Willie, the pitcher, is due, and we're going to get a pinch hitter. And that looks like Enos Country Slaughter. Here's Slaughter. Enos Country Slaughter, acquired by Milwaukee from the New York Yankees. He has appeared in nine games for Milwaukee. He's been at bat 16 times and has had three hits. Well, this fellow is used to a lot of baseball and a lot of pressure. Batting with two away in the first one to Slaughter is too close. He backs away from ball one. Two down in the sixth. Slaughter batting for Willie. We'll get a new pitcher. Here's the next pitch to Slaughter. A strike of fastball. And Sherry looks like he has picked up speed, if anything, here in the sixth inning. L.A. three runs on eight hits. Milwaukee two runs on five. The difference between the two clubs, a home run in the top of this inning by L.A. catcher John Roseboro. There it is to Slaughter. He pulls his feet back from a low inside fastball, and it's two and one. Two balls and one strike to Slaughter. Sherry gets his sign. Here it is to Country, low and inside. And Sherry in this inning at least seems to have established a quicker and more constant pitching moving, pitching motion. Up until this time, he has taken a great deal of time between pitches and almost seemed to have trouble catching his sign, but now he seems to have hit a groove. Ground ball to Hodges. He's got it behind the bag, and he beats Slaughter by five feet. So it's the first baseman unassisted, and the totals in the sixth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left. And at the end of six, the score is the Los Angeles Dodgers three, the Milwaukee Braves two. This country is certainly a sports-loving land. Tennis, swimming, football, we love them all. But for millions of fans, there's nothing like baseball. And fans, there's nothing like the new Schick three-speed electric razor. You set the speed, set the head. Get the shave that fits your face. It's the one and only electric razor that lets you shift the speed and adjust the shaving head to shave as fast, as close as you like. You'll want to try this new Schick three-speed yourself. Well, you can get a free demonstration at any one of the thousands of Schick dealers across the country or at any Schick electric shaver shop. You'll find the shaver shop addresses in the yellow pages. And by the way, if you already have a Schick electric razor, bring it in when you're in for your Schick three-speed demonstration and take advantage of the Schick playoff special. They'll clean and adjust your Schick free of charge. This offer is good for the next two weeks only. We're back at County Stadium in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we have a new pitcher coming on from Milwaukee. And let's hear a couple of words uh, from Tony Flynn. Taking over, one of the steady reliefers for the Milwaukee Braves who worked very hard in the last couple of weeks of this season, Don McMahon. 
Right-hander taking his warm-up throws. A Husky boy and a good-sized pitcher out there. Goes a little over six feet tall. Weighs pretty close to 200 pounds. In six innings of pitching, Carlton Willie allowed eight hits, walked two, struck out three. Don McMahon replaces him here as we open the seventh inning of the ball game with the Dodgers leading the Milwaukee Braves by a score of three to two. Bob? McMahon comes on with a five and three record for the 1959 season and an earned run average of 2.65. All of his appearances and they numbered 58 in relief. There's the pitch and a line shot past the third baseman. It's a base hit to left field on the first pitch by the leadoff hitter in the seventh inning, Charlie Neal. Neal drilled the line drive just about a foot to the second base side of Matthews, and it's a base hit. So that's hit number one off McMahon, and it's the ninth base hit for Los Angeles this afternoon. L.A. three, Milwaukee two. This is the top of the seventh. And the number two batter in the inning is Wally Moon with one hit in three trips. Neal at first base with the leadoff single here in the seventh. Moon, the handle of the bat, holding it at the end. He's going to bunt it. He lets it go by for a ball high. He's shortened up. And Crandall trots out to talk to McMahon. Ball one count, and Fred Haney apparently, at least on that first pitch, had called for the sacrifice. Or it may have been a show. We'll see now. McMahon, the big right-hander, looks at first base at Neal. Throw to first, Neal back. Moon waiting for the next pitch. Here's the stretch. The pitch is butted, but foul it's still fair rolls foul it rolls fouled about 10 feet down the first baseline with Crandall and Adcock both looking down at it so the count goes to one and one and once again the bunt was on Walter Alston calling for the bunt realizing in this situation at least calculating that one run can be awfully big L.A. leads 3-2. to two. All right, Moon waiting for the next pitch. Neal off at first base. Throw to first base, back in head first. Makes the tag of the bag with his hand. He's safe. One and one count. Out of the batter's box goes Moon to look down at the third base coach, Reese. Now he's ready again. Nobody out. Here's the pitch. He shortens up and watches it go by outside for a ball. That makes it two and one. Two and one count. Wally Moon, the hitter. The L.A. left fielder. Brought a 300 average into the game, the highest of today's starters. Here's the pitch. He bunts in the air. The pitcher, McMahon, make, drops the ball. Go to first base. The runner does not advance. And I believe the umpire at first base is calling the infield fly rule. The, first, the runner at first held, Neal. The popped-up bunt was dropped by McMahon. But the signal from the first base umpire was that the infield fly rule applied. The batter is out. 
And the runner holds it first. So it's one away. Neal still there at first base. And Larker, who's had two hits and three trips, left-hand batter, steps up. This is Bob Finnegan along with Tony Flynn at Milwaukee for the first of the 1959 National League pennant playoff games. Tomorrow from Los Angeles, providing we can get through this weather, and it looks pretty heavy today. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Fly ball into left field. Falls in to base hit. Neal holds up at second as the throw comes in from May to third base. And that puts L.A. runners at first and at second. And Los Angeles now has 10 hits. A pinch runner is coming on for Larker. Lillis is running for Larker. Larker goes out of the game for Los Angeles. And we'll have a new right fielder in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Los Angeles three, Milwaukee two, Hodges the batter. He's had one hit and two official trips, and he has walked. Neal at second, Larker at first is one away. Los Angeles has now doubled Milwaukee's hit output 10 to 5. Fastball hangs high and inside for ball one. Although Milwaukee knocked out McDevitt in the second inning, Sherry, since he has come on, pitching the rest of the second, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, has given up only three hits in that span. Here's the stretch by McMahon. Runners at first and second, edge away. Hodges swings and fouls it back into the screen. The strike, one and one count. Here's the stretch. And the pitch to Hodges. He swings, ground ball down to the third baseman, Matthews. Throw to second to Avila, one. Relay to first, double play. to a double play, third to second to first to retire the side, and in the seventh for Los Angeles, no runs on two hits, no errors, one left. At the middle of the seventh inning, the score is L.A. 3, Milwaukee 2. Say, if you're a guy who's interested in the best there is, listen to this. is a real job of grooming your hair, but that's just the beginning. Because Top Brass gives you the answer to your two biggest hair problems, dryness and dandruff. Now, you know what dry scalp means. Your hair looks dull and lifeless. Before you know it, you're brushing dandruff off your collar. But with Top Brass, that just can't happen. You see, first, Top Brass puts back moisture so it stops dry scalp. And second, it's medicated to fight dandruff. And get this, Top Brass is 100% non-greasy. So remember, Top Brass for men, it's great! The 
first hitter in the last half of the seventh inning after that seventh inning stretch by this big crowd here is going to be the leadoff man, Bobby Avila. Sherry has gone into right field. There's a pitch inside to Avila, ball one. WOKO in Albany, New York. All right, here's Sherry's pitch to Avila, swung on. That handle pop-up back of shortstop. Wills back there, and he's got it for out number one. <laughs> so there's one away in the seventh, and that brings up Eddie Matthews. Matthews is hitless in three trips. He's struck out, bounced out, and flied to center. One away, last half of the seventh. Los Angeles three, Milwaukee two. L.A. out in front in this one. In an attempt to get the jump in this series, a short one, two out of three. Tomorrow's game two will be played at Los Angeles. All right, Matthews, the batter. Here's the pitch, Daddy. It's low for a ball. Ball one. Los Angeles and Milwaukee set a major league record yesterday when they tied for the pennant. They won the fewest number of games in major league history for a pennant winner. They won 86 games. Their previous low was Detroit's 88 in 1945. Jack O'Conlon asks for the baseball and fires a new one out to Sherry. He throws that one out of the game. A 2-0 count with one away in the last half of the seventh on Matthews, the Milwaukee third baseman. Hmm. All right, Sherry, who came on with one away in the second, and replacing McDevitt, fires to Matthews, a fly ball straight away center. It's going to be caught in left center by Moon or Demeter. Moon takes it for out number two. A ball sliced off towards center and faded into left center. It was caught by Moon. We're out number two. And it brings up Aaron. Well, Hank has been up there three times. They've walked him twice, and he's bounced out once. So he's 0 for 1 today. This is the top of the order here in the seventh. Avila popped up to short. Matthews flied to left. Here's the first pitch to Aaron. He swings and fouls it into the screen. And he was going for the distance on that one. Three to two, Los Angeles. The Dodgers by one here in the last half of the seventh inning. Well, it's a squeaker, as you can tell. Here's the pitch to Aaron, and he takes the ball on the outside and low. That evens the count, the ball, and the strike. Sherry fires again to Aaron. He swings and misses at a fast curve ball. Ball and two strikes. The last inning, the sixth inning, was the only inning in which Milwaukee has come down, come up and gone down in order. 
They've left a total of seven men stranded thus far this afternoon. And Sherry has done his best pitching since the fifth inning. He's gotten stronger, apparently. Swung on and missed for strike three, and Aaron is a strikeout victim. He went for a high, hard fastball and went down on strike. So on the seventh for Milwaukee, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. At the end of seven full innings of play, the score is the Los Angeles Dodgers three, the Milwaukee Braves two. In baseball, it's one, two, three, and you're out. When it comes to shaving, it's one, two, three, and you're in. Yes, just listen. One. Two. Three. That's the sound of the new Schick three-speed electric razor. And it means you're in. In for the most remarkable shave of your life. Three speeds. Because no one-speed razor is right for every beard. Then this new Schick actually lets you shift the speed and adjust the custom comb head to shave as close clean and fast as you like. Now, my beard is tough as all get out. If you're in that league, you shift to high for stepped-up speed. If you have tender skin, Schick's low speed serves up an extra gentle shaving action. Or you can even shift the speed while shaving for those problem areas like your chin or upper lip. Well, that's the story, fans. Try this new Schick three-speed yourself. Most dealers will gladly arrange a free demonstration. Set the speed, set the head. Get the shave that fits your face. The first batter for Los Angeles in the eighth inning is Don Demeter, the center fielder. McMahon's first pitch, a curveball, gets the inside corner for a strike, strike one. Well, L.A. is three, Milwaukee two. The Braves have two more opportunities, trailing by one. And when they're this close, hold on. L.A. has three runs on ten hits, Milwaukee two on five. Here's McMahon's pitch to Demeter. He goes fishing and misses on the outside. He looked back at Conlon as if to say that bat didn't go far enough around, but Jocko ruled otherwise. Don Demeter, a hit and three trips. He fouls one into the dirt, a change-up curveball on the outside, and it's a one-and-two count. Over the course of the regular season, which ended yesterday, L.A. had the edge over Milwaukee 12 to 10. 12 Los Angeles victories to 10 for Milwaukee on the 22-game set. Here's the pitch to Demeter. He swings and misses at the fastball. Strike three. That's the first strikeout recorded by McMahon in relief. He's pitched now an inning and one-third. He has given up two hits. He was helped out in the seventh inning by an inning-ending double play. That brings up Roseboro, whose terrific blast to right field has separated these two teams. He swings at the fastball off the handle, strike one. Roseboro led off the sixth inning with a home run into the seats in right field. He has one hit and three trips. There's the next pitch high and close for a ball, one and one. Roseboro struck out in the second. He flied to right in the third and then belted the homer in the sixth. One away here in the eighth. McMahon fires down to Roseboro, takes something off. A curved ball, and it's outside for a ball. Two and one.
John McMahon, the second Milwaukee pitcher. Each team has used two. Strike call, the changeup pitch right down the middle. Two and two. Well, there was some doubt today about 1.30 as to whether or not we'd be able to play this one. But even though the first four innings were played in rain, it has continued. There's a fly ball. Boy, that's hit a mile into the air. It's into the right field corner in foul territory. Aaron over there, right in front of the stands, and makes the catch about 15 feet foul of the line. So that makes it two away. Roseboro hit that a mile into the air. And Aaron trotted over into the corner into foul territory and made the catch. So it's two away in the eighth inning. Brings up the shortstop, Maury Wills. Wills has gone hitless in three trips. He struck out, flied out, and bounced out. Here's the pitch to him. He fouls it into the screen. And out comes the big fishnet. Makes a grab of that one. Los Angeles has left a total of eight men on the bases thus far. Milwaukee has left seven. On one count to shortstop Wills. The outfield plays him toward left, even though he's a left-hand swinger. And they shallow up just a little bit. Here it is. He swings and misses at a good fastball. McMahon really fired that one through. It's 0-2. All right, the big right-hander set to work again. The 0-2 pitch, cut on and missed for strike three to retire the side. And McMahon struck out two of the three men to face him in the eighth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. And the score at the middle of the eighth inning is Los Angeles 3, Milwaukee 2. You know, fans, in sports, there's an all-time champion in every field. And in men's hairdressing, the great all-time champion is Top Brass. Here's why. Keep hair in place around the clock. Top Brass for men. when you see hair that has a distinctively healthy, handsome look, you can just about bet there is a top brass user. What's the secret? Well, it's in the exclusive top brass combination formula that gives you a new kind of greaseless holding action never before in a men's hairdressing. Plus, built-in active medication to scientifically fight dandruff. That's the reason why men everywhere are switching to top brass. Top brass for men. It's great. And don't forget those two new Top Brass Grooming Essentials, Top Brass Aftershave Lotion and Roll-On Deodorant. In the last half of the eighth inning at Milwaukee's County Stadium, the leadoff hitter is Joe Adcock, and the first pitch he fouls into the screen back of home play. Larry Sherry came on for Los Angeles with one away in the second inning in relief of McDevitt. He's been on the scene since. And he has shut the Braves out since that time. Adcock the batter. The next pitch is cut on and missed. A low fastball that he went for. 0-2. Adcock is struck out, hit to a double play, and walked in three trips. 
Milwaukee has been limited to five hits. They have picked up two off McDevitt and three off Sherry. Here's the pitch to Adcock. A fastball called strike three. And I think Tony, I think that was the fastest pitch he threw all day. He seems to have been getting faster instead of getting slower. Uh, faster working on the mound in his motion. And his delivery is coming in there in fine style. Uh, they've done a pretty good job of holding down the high average hitters of the Braves like Adcock, Matthews, Aaron, and Johnny Logan. Uh, none of those have been able to come through with any uh, consistent hitting at all today. As a matter of fact, uh, I think they've all been shut out just looking quickly here, Tony. Here's the pitch to May. He swings and golfs one off the bat handle, fouled a third into the seats. Let's see, Matthews has been blanked in four trips. Aaron has been blanked in two official trips. He's walked twice. Adcock has been blanked in three trips and walked once. So the hitting has come the five hits, two from Crandall, one from Bruton, one from May as a pinch hitter. And there's one other in there, uh, Tony. One away in the eighth, May the batter. He came in to replace Pafko in the fifth inning as a pinch hitter and took over the position. Into the dirt is the curveball. That's two and one. And the fifth hit was by Carlton Willie. Boy, is it dark around this ballpark. Considering the fact that it's only 4.40 in the afternoon, here's the pitch. Cut on and into the dirt behind home plate. The count goes to two and two against May. So the hits from Milwaukee, one by Willie, one by Bruton, two by Crandall, and one by May, and all singles. L.A. has had ten hits, and the only one for extra bases in that bunch was Roseboro's home run for the third L.A. run. All right, Sherry gets his sign from Roseboro. A one-run game, you've got to be plenty careful. Fly ball, high but not deep. Center field, Demeter coming in. The shortstop is out there. Wills, he calls and takes it. Wills went back into a short center field and stood in front of Demeter to make the catch. So that's two away in the eighth. Brings up Johnny Logan. Logan has walked, struck out, and bounced out. Sherry into the motion. Here's the pitch to Logan. Brown ball to the left. The shortstop wills. He can't play it. It goes into center field. That's the first Milwaukee hit since the fifth inning. It is hit number six for the Braves, and it brings up Crandall. conference is being held at home at uh, the pitcher's hill between the catcher Roseboro and the pitcher Sherry and LA has now and it's very difficult to see out to the center field bullpen because of the haze LA has two pitchers going and Milwaukee is warming up one two pitch is working over for the Dodgers right now Johnny Potter is the left-hander and Churn the right-hander are both loosening up on the bullpen and the Braves have been working Bob Rush 
uh, pretty steadily out there. I believe they have a short man going now, though. We'll check. All right, Crandall waiting for the pitch. Here it is from Sherry. Swings fly ball deep to the left field corner. Is it fair or foul? It's curving and it goes foul, but long enough for a home run had it stayed fair. That ball hit by Crandall went foul by probably five or six feet. Foul of the corner. Had it stayed fair, a matter of five or six feet, it would have dropped just over, just over a high fly ball, just over the fence. But as it is, it's a long, noisy strike. Nothing in one count to Dell. Logan is the runner at first base. There are two away. Last half to be a thing. Here's the pitch to Crandall. Swung on, fouled off, and it goes to 0-2. <coughs> Crandall and nothing in two count. And the outfield overloaded to the left. The center fielder Demeter in left center. Moon deep and down the line in left. Here's the pitch to Crandall. It's outside. He misses with it. And as you can hear the crowd, he didn't miss by much. So the count is one and two. Crandall the batter. Bruton the on-deck hitter. Two away and the base runner is Logan at first. L.A. leads Milwaukee three to two. Here's the pitch to Crandall. It's high, way over his head for a ball. Two and two. Two balls and two strikes. And Crandall steps out to get some dirt on his hands. We'd like to repeat for you late tuners in that this game has been played in its entirety under the lights on a gray, rainy day. The pitch to Crandall. Pop up. First base. Roseboro calling Hodges. Roseboro out in front of the plate between the plate and the pitcher's mound, and he takes it for out number three. A pop-up in front of the hill ends the eighth inning for Milwaukee. The totals, no runs, one hit, no errors, one left. And at the end of eight full innings of play, it's Los Angeles three, Milwaukee two. You know, this country is certainly a sports-loving land. Tennis, swimming, football, we love them all. But for millions of fans, there's nothing like baseball. And fans, there's nothing like the new Schick three-speed electric razor. You set the speed, set the head. Get the shave that fits your face. It's the one and only electric razor that lets you shift the speed and adjust the shaving head to shave as fast, as close as you like. You'll want to try this new Schick three-speed yourself. Well, you can get a free demonstration at any one of the thousands of Schick dealers across the country or at any Schick electric shaver shop. You'll find the shaver shop addresses in the yellow pages. And by the way, if you already have a Schick electric razor, bring it in when you're in for your Schick three-speed demonstration and take advantage of the Schick playoff special. They'll clean and adjust your Schick free of charge. This offer is good for the next two weeks only. We go to the ninth inning at Milwaukee, and for a couple of words, Tony Flynn. Well, the words have to be about Larry Sherry and the fine relief job he's done for the Dodgers since coming on in this ball game. He has had the Milwaukee Braves pretty much eating out of his hand with very minor exceptions. The Braves got a little something going in the uh, last uh, half of the eighth inning, but that all happened after two were out, and he was in control to get Crandall to pop out and end the inning. Since taking over after an inning and 
a third uh, pitched by the starting pitcher McDevitt. Larry Sherry has uh, definitely had the Braves going his way. He's ready as a hitter right now, Bob. Sherry is the batter. The pitcher is Don McMahon, number two pitcher today. He came on for Willie at the end of six. Sherry has scattered four hits since he came on in the second inning. Four hits and one walk. He's shut the Braves out. He hits a ground ball to Matthews to his left. Eddie's got it. The throw to first. One away. So it's one down in the ninth inning for Los Angeles. The top half, the top of the order now. Gilliam and Neal to come up in that order against McMahon. And we're all looking ahead to the last half of the inning. Bruton is due to lead off for Milwaukee in the last half of the ninth inning. The pitcher would be due next, McMahon. And the leadoff hitter, Avila, in that order. Tomorrow afternoon will be on the air from Los Angeles with the second game in this series. The best two out of three game series to determine the National League champion who will meet the Chicago White Sox later this week, Thursday or Friday in Chicago. That ball on the outside and low, ball one. Gilliam has been up to the plate four times. He's hitless. There's a strike called across the letters on the inside corner. Gilliam has flied out twice and fouled out twice. Well, if you listen, you'll hear an aircraft in the background overhead. Thank you, Mr. Engineer. You already brought that one in. It sounds like it's going through the booth. But it looks like we'll have a chance to uh, fly tonight, if we can judge that one. Here's the pitch to Neal. It's lone on the inside. Frank Jenner from Chicago <laughs> handling the controls for us today. Our chief on audio. Three and one. Here's the pitch. It's too close. He walks. <laughs> Gilliam gets a walk that puts him at first base with one away and brings up Charlie Neal. Neal has had good success today. He's had three hits in four trips. All singles. Of the total of 16 base hits today, there's been only one extra base hit and a really big one. Throw to first, he's back. That was the sixth inning leadoff home run by L.A. catcher Johnny Roseboro, which puts the Los Angeles Dodgers where they are now, 3-2 to two on top. Here it is to Neal. He stays off of a curveball low, ball one. Our director today from New York City, Bill McCallum, and producer Bill Whitehouse of ABC Sports. And those fellas had to go some to get this set on short notice. Here's the pitch. Ground ball, one skip to Matthews. Throw to Avila, second one. Relay to first, a double play. ninth inning for Los Angeles. No runs. No hits. No errors. Nobody left. And as we go to the bottom half of the ninth inning, the score is LA 3, Milwaukee 2. You know, people are quick to recognize a real winner. And that's why so many men are now using top brass hairdressing. Here's why. Keep hair in place around the clock. Top brass for men. Fight and rub hour after hour. 
with Top Brass, you get all the important things you've always wanted in a hairdressing. Top Brass not only keeps your hair in place around the clock, but at the very same time, Top Brass fights dandruff hour after hour. The secret of Top Brass's success? It's in the exclusive Top Brass combination formula that gives you a new kind of greaseless holding action never before in a men's hairdressing. Plus, built-in active medication to scientifically fight dandruff. So for hair that has a distinctively healthy, handsome look, get Top Brass for men. It's great. The last half of the ninth inning and the last chance for Milwaukee in this first of the playoff series. Mary Sherry, the L.A. pitcher, has done a magnificent job since he came on in relief of McDevitt with one away in the second inning. He has permitted since that time just four hits, and he has shut the Braves out. Here is Bruton. Bruton has one for three, and the first one to him is a strike on the outside corner, letter high. Into the motion goes Sherry. The pitch to Bruton is cut on a good fastball, and boy, this right-hander has picked up steam as he's gone along. No. Nothing in two count. We're going to have a show after the game. Tony will have a complete wrap-up on this afternoon's activity. Here's the pitch. He swings, fly ball deep to center, really tagged. Devitter back, back, back against the wall, and he grabs it. really hit one to center field. To right or left, it would have been gone, but to center field, Demeter, who turned his back on the infield, got back to the fence and pulled it down. His back was right up against that wire fence, 400 feet from home plate when he made the catch. Now we've got a pinch hitter for the pitcher, McMahon, Frank Torrey. Torrey is batting here in the ninth inning. And Sherry into the motion against Torrey. He catches him with a strike above the knees. Hit 228 on the regular season. Appeared in 112 games at one home run. All right, Torrey, left-hand batter. Sherry into the motion. The fastball is high. Boy, I'll tell you, that fly ball by Bruton really gave this crowd a stir. Demeter just saw that one, turned his back on the infield and took off like he was on the 100-yard dash. Turned in front of the fence and made the catch. Here's the pitch to Torrey. Torrey swings, fly ball, right field, short. Here comes Norm Sherry, hurrying. He grabs it. Well, Avila is due, and he's coming out. The last hope for the Braves here in the ninth inning. After the game, we'll have a quick look at the totals, and then we'll have a complete wrap-up with the story of today's encounter. And then we'll talk to you from Los Angeles tomorrow afternoon. Bobby Avila, who's been up to the plate four times and has failed to hit. The pitch is swung on a bat handle pop-up. The third baseman, Gilliam, it's all over. And everybody comes out of the L.A. dugout to shake the hand of Larry Sherry, who turned in a brilliant relief job, coming on with one out in the second inning and shutting out Milwaukee the rest of the way. The final score, 
is the L.A. Dodgers 3, the Milwaukee Braves 2, and we'll be back in 60 seconds with a wrap-up on today's game. This is WOKO, Albany, New York. there baseball fans it's time now for baseball roundup brought to you by Troy Buick both Troy Buick branches are backed by 50 years of reliability and dependability for that safe used car at Troy Buick's used car branch at 107th Street corner of 2nd Avenue Troy the Los Angeles Dodgers come one game closer to righting themselves after losing two previous playoff series first to St. Louis and then to the Giants and they have at least the first game under their belt, which, according to the odds makers, they were supposed to have lost. The Braves were 65 favorites to take the opening game of this playoff. Well, here's the way it went in today's first playoff game. In the first inning, the Dodgers jumped off to a one-run lead when Neal single went to second on Moon's infield out. Norm Larker then singled, scoring Neal. Hodges walked before Don Demeter flied out to Bruton to retire the side. That was all the action until the brave half of the second inning. The Braves scored twice after Logan Walk went to second on Crandall's single and then Bruton's single. Willie got by on an error on Wills, which then loaded the bases. Avila forced Willie at second, but Del Crandall scored, and the Braves went ahead 2-1. to one. Matthews grounded out Neal to Hodges to end the threat. They cruised along that way with uh, both pitchers, Larry Sherry, who had come in to relieve Danny McDevitt, and Carson Woolley hooked up in a real thriller. It was a thriller all the way, by the way. In the sixth inning, Lee May went into right field, having pinch hit previously in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Roseboro hit a home run into the right field bleachers, and that put the Dodgers out in front by a 3-2 to two margin. The rest of the inning, Logan threw out Wills, Sherry flied to Bruton, Gilliam flied out to May, that was the story of the sixth inning, but that one swing and that one home run was the story of the ball game. Johnny Roseboro blasting the bases empty homer, his tenth of the season. Billy Bruton came close in the bottom half of the ninth inning, sending Don Demeter all the way to the scoreboard in center field to haul down his drive, but that was it. The final score, L.A. 3 and Milwaukee 2. That's it. That's Baseball Roundup presented by Troy Buick.